This is What's with Washington, where you ask the questions about our region, about the place we live, about your neighborhood, Anacostia, Prince George's County, Pentagon City, Woodley Park, Columbia Heights, and WAMU Answers. I'm a second generation Washingtonian. Ward 5. I'm Michaela LaFrac, and this is What's with Washington. Today, we're talking recycling. We've gotten a lot of questions about this topic, and after we aired a story about it, we got a ton of follow-up questions from listeners, more than we've ever gotten for any other piece in What's with Washington. Now, the common theme of the questions was that so many people in our area really want recycling to work, but they're also super skeptical about the process. And believe me, I can relate. When I put a Diet Coke can in the recycling, I'm like, how can I be sure that it's not just ending up in a landfill? The recycling situation is even more confusing because our area is made up of multiple states and counties, and they all have different rules. So if you heard the radio segment, we're going to address some of those follow-up questions in the episode today. And if you didn't hear it, don't worry. We've got you covered. There's too much trash in the neighborhood. Out on the streets, it just don't look good. Now there's something you can do. Drinking food is fine, but when you're through, recycle it. So I'm here in the studio with Jacob Fenston, our environment reporter. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Michaela. Thanks for being here. Of course, it's fun. Jacob, we got a lot of questions about recycling, but you attempted to answer one from Melissa Henhill of Arlington. You went to visit her at her home. I did, yep. And she uh, showed me where she keeps her recycling, and uh, I walked with her as she dragged her recycling bin to the curb. It was very exciting. Some aluminum cans, glass... Lots of packaging. As Americans, we love packaging and uh, boxes, FedEx boxes, and of course, Amazon boxes, right? My husband put a pizza box in the recycling. I'm not sure if that's something that can be recycled, but... um, What is the the sort of the basic question that you have about about recycling? um, Is it worth all the effort to recycle? Are the items really getting utilized? Is there a market for it? And what uh, types of materials are in higher demand? Is everything getting utilized? And then how are they sorting through just massive stuff like that? (laughs) Okay, wow. Melissa has a lot of questions, but what if we just start with one of them? Who goes through all the stuff we recycle? Is there like a person or a robot or a conveyor belt situation? How does it all work? The answer is yes. See, there's a a concise answer. Um, Well, let me let me back up mm-hmm. just to answer sort of the broader question. Is it worth it? The, it definitely is worth it. Like it reduces, um, you know, greenhouse gas emissions by a lot. It reduces, um, you know, need to landfill stuff. It reduces need to dig up new uh, new raw materials to cut down trees like it really does reduce all of that. Okay, and so it's, it is really good. Despite all the drama, yes. still do it. And it's also an it also is cheaper. It is pretty much universally cheaper than landfilling or um you know, incinerating stuff. So it's it makes sense economically, and it makes sense for the environment. But um, so to get to this question of who is who and what is 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 uh, dealing with the recycling, it's yeah. this sort of like amazing mix of humans and machines. A, a great place to start with this is I went to uh, the sorting facility in Montgomery County, the Materials Recovery Facility, or MRF. <laughs> rhymes Stop with, it. Rhymes with Smurf. Do people really call it that? They call it Murph. Like I'm yeah. going to the Murph. Which is a fabulous, wonderful place and everyone should go visit. It's open to the public. Uh, and I talk, I took a tour with um, Eileen Kao, who is in charge of recycling in Montgomery County. And she had a sort of a wonderful uh, way of describing the facility. 
I refer to this facility as our version of Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. It's an amazing combination of different um, mechanized pieces of equipment, but it's also part hand sorting. A lot of Oompa Loompas doing the, uh, doing the work. How many people work sort of out here on uh, any given time? Uh, about 65. I didn't mean to compare uh, the workers at the facility to Oompa Loompas. But, but you did. <laughs> no, you, you explicitly did. I didn't. She, she kind of didn't didn't respond, which I, anyway. So she um, said 65 people. Is that a lot? Yeah. And it, I mean, it really is amazing. Like there's just like conveyor belts going every which way and just this constant flow of stuff. Like it really makes you think about the vast quantity of crap that we produce and then, you know, try to recycle every day. You know, there's one big machine that just like is just like sifting <laughs> stuff, and um, then there's other you know magnets that grab the metals out. There's um, just all all sorts of different machines that very cleverly pull different materials apart. Here with the eddy current magnet, using repulsion, certain metal items pop. They'll pop and go into another chute. Wow. So so. All this different stuff is, is going by on these conveyor belts. What, what exactly happens to glass? Right, so Montgomery County is very interesting related to glass. They're able to sort out the glass into different colors. They have something called Gramber, which is green and amber mixed together <laughs> and uh, has a wonderful name. It's and like then, a great uh, crayon color. <laughs> right. So the Gramber is valuable and the clear glass is valuable. They, they separate those out and sell yeah. them. The mixed broken stuff is not valuable at all. They have to actually pay to get it recycled. Um, Wait, who do they sell it to? So they sell it to, I think, a um, facility in southeastern Pennsylvania that further processes the glass and sells it to uh, manufacturers who can use it. So all of those colors of glass end up getting recycled into new glass bottles and jars. So that's that's positive news, right? Like if I throw away a glass bottle, it could potentially become a new baby glass bottle one mm-hmm. day, right? And then grow up Re- to be a, a grown-up glass bottle. Yeah, <laughs> So, but do you live in Montgomery County? I don't. See, so actually, no. I've recycled there <laughs> in the past. <laughs> You've been known to, to drive across the, the state line to recycle. Um, basically, everywhere else in the region glass is not really getting recycled. And the reason is, no. is that Montgomery County decided to keep what's called a dual stream recycling system. So you separate your paper and then the other containers, glass, plastic, metal, go in a different container. Um, whereas in D.C., in Arlington, in Fairfax, in Prince George's, other everywhere else pretty much in the region, the glass is mixed into the big blue bin all together with everything else. As it's getting collected and dropped off, it breaks mostly and it is used as um, what's called beneficial cover at the uh, landfill. That doesn't sound so it's it's great. basically they just put it in the landfill on top of like the day's trash and no. and that's where your bottles go to it die. It just ends up in the landfill. It just ends up in the landfill, which is I feel like when I found that out, I felt like I had been lied to my whole life and um, <laughs> and, and and felt very sad because glass, you know, is is a great material that if you. Um, actually have the facilities to recycle it, you can just recycle it forever, unlike paper or other products. Huh. Okay, so what would a better recycling system look like? Is there anything out there that experts really like? I talked to a a guy named Neil Seldman, who uh, is with the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. The the best recycling system I've seen, what's called curbside sort. And there's what's called a trough truck, a truck that has a series of troughs in it, one for paper, one for uh, so on, and they sort it. 
And if something is not recyclable that the household has put in there, it stays there, it goes back to the household, and they see what is not recyclable. You can't educate people better than that. I love that. So they're like instant shaming people. Yeah, and it's it's shifting the sort of burden from the, you know, big industrial facility out somewhere that we don't have to think about to yeah. like you as a as a, you know, consumer and producer of that waste, which is, you know, I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's where the burden should be is on on us who are creating all this garbage to begin with. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to try to make heads or tails of recycling at home. But first, Jacob and his daughter June do some composting in their own backyard. Hi, it's Diane. The next meeting of my book club is on Wednesday, May 31st at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll host a discussion of Mad Honey by Jody Pico and Jennifer Finney Boylan followed by a conversation with the authors. Find out more and register at dianereem.org slash book club. What's your question about the Washington region? We want to know. Go to wamu.org slash what's with or give us a call 202-885-7250. We'll choose our future episodes from the questions you send in. Send us your questions. I am Juniper Brown Fenson. I am four. Okay, so I do. I put it in here. Yeah, dump it in. Bang it in there. So what's in there? What do you see in there? Oranges, grapefruits, banana peels. There's some coffee grounds. And bread things. See, there's one right there. Oh, yeah, it's a crust. And what's good about the, the compost? What do we do? What do we do with it after we after we put it in the composter? Oh, you mean I'm talking about Yeah, talk, talk. Because it's going to go on the radio? Yeah, talk. Then after you make it into dirt, you just put it outside because Dirt is good for plants, and it, and it makes into dirt. Thank you, June. You're adorable, and I'm obsessed with you. And a lot of people forget that composting is also a kind of recycling. It helps keep food waste out of the landfills. One thing that makes recycling confusing in the DMV is that the rules vary depending on where you are. Plus, each city and county explains its rules in different ways. Jacob and I went online and we printed out some of the flyers and handouts that Washington area jurisdictions use to explain what is and isn't recyclable within their borders. Then we tried to sift through all the differences. So so in Montgomery County, you know, they show you all the different types of plastics, glass, jars, cans, foil products. No plastic um, bags. That's no plastic bags bold. in bold. Is that uh, an across the board rule? No plastic. bags. Yes. And it's that's confusing, too, because things change. So D.C. until like a year ago said you could put a bunch of plastic bags like bundle them all up in a plastic bag and throw that in there. Uh-huh. Um, and then that do- would get recycled. And then they changed that and said, don't do that. They just kind of get in the system and gum up the machinery. Um I'm they're, just they're thinking, hard to sort out. I have this like horrible montage right now going through my head of every plastic bag that I've thrown away oh, in the last Michaela, like two no. months. They just appear, even if you don't like ask for them. They're somehow in your house. 
But a lot of people have, even if they do sort their recyclables properly, sometimes people put them in a plastic bag yeah. and then put that in the recycling. That's not, you're not supposed to do that. I do that. Don't do that. Okay. You're, cool. I won't tell anyone. Um, okay. <sighs> FAQs. So what are you reading from right now? So right now I'm reading from Arlington's very, very thorough 11-page recycling. Oh, my God. That is a tome. Uh, it's a packet. Memo. This is like the Mueller report right here, <laughs> but it's about recycling. <laughs> uh, okay, pizza box. Typically, the top of the pizza box will always be recyclable, yeah. um, but the greasy bottom will not. Oh, not the greasy bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so keep your keep your greasy bottom to yourself. <laughs> so Arlington recommends tearing off the top of the box to recycle it and then throwing away the bottom of the box. Let's look over to this sheet is that, room. Yeah, is that the same in D.C.? Because I, frankly, as a grown woman, eat a lot of jumbo slice and have a lot of greasy bottoms. Do you, so. I, well, see, this is the confusing thing. If you look at D.C.'s uh, handout, which is a little bit shorter, it says, uh, you know, pizza boxes are listed in the accepted items category, and it doesn't say you know, anything about tearing off the greasy bottom. Perfect. So, so I mean, I guess you're okay in D.C. And what I've heard from people in D.C. is that, you know, as long as it's not, like, cheesy, it's okay. A little bit of grease is okay. I but I don't leave the cheese. <laughs> a monster. Eat all the cheese. <laughs> uh, recycle the grease. Thanks to Jacob for his reporting and for trying to make sense of all this. Recycling can be really confusing and a little depressing, too. Thanks, Jacob. To make us all feel a little bit more positive about it, my producer and I looked for someone doing creative, cool things with materials that the recycling system can't really accept. And we found one. We'll wrap up with that next. I'm Daisy Rosario, WAMU's managing producer of podcasts. Membership support from listeners just like you is what makes this show possible. To support even more great questions and answers about the DMV, visit WAMU.org and click the donate button. Thank you so much for your support. The saddest thing I learned from Jacob is that glass isn't getting recycled as well as we'd hoped. But that doesn't mean there aren't good uses for it. My producer Ponzi and I drove out to a studio in this industrial-looking space in Mount Rainier to meet a self-described eco-artist. He takes used glass, breaks it into tiny shards, melts it down, and puts it into molds to make sculptures. One of my favorite pieces looked just like a squashed plastic water bottle, except it was made of solid glass, and it was really heavy. His name is Erwin Timmers. He showed us what he does and some of the used glass he'd just gotten in. So this glass came from an office building near Dulles Airport. You know, those big black cube glass office buildings from the 70s. Office buildings for me are like the best because office buildings do sort of large renovations and then they have a lot of that glass. If I get like one sheet of a glass that I don't know where it's from, there's very little I can do with it because you know, it takes me some experimentation to figure out how to use it because uh, all the glass is different. You, you think like a window is a window, but that's not quite the case. So this glass is one of the glass types that I use a lot. It's size-wise, um, what is this, like two by three, something like that? Two by three foot? Yeah. Um, so tempered glass is mostly used for um, doors and side lights and places where people could run into it. Okay. It's been treated in a way that makes it shatter. When you see in a movie like a motorcycle drive through a window and it shatters into a million pieces, that's tempered. It's a safety feature so that you don't have sharp shards that will, you know, decapitate you or something. Cool. And um, the process actually makes it so that you can't recut it for something else, right? So once it's tempered and you try to cut it or resize it, 
you can't. It will shatter into a million pieces. Okay, so in order to capture all the pieces, I stick it in this burlap bag and then nip off a corner and it's spectacular. All right. All right, let's see. It's explosive. What it you get hit? <laughs> oh, look at that! Whoa, it's like jewel-like. Yeah. So much pressure that when it's oh released, God. it just shatters the entire thing. That's so cool. It's like a magic trick. It goes in whole and bam. Yeah. That sound is um, lovely. It's it is. And he keeps going for a while. This is the only way to recycle this glass. You got to break it. Got to break it into pieces and remelt it. That big glass pane is now in these teeny blunt pieces. Next, Irwin's going to melt them down and make them into art. And that's what's so awesome about him. When he sees these old windows, he doesn't see garbage. He sees future artwork. And there are a bunch of other artists in the DC region doing creative things with recycled materials too. Thanks to Irwin for letting us visit and showing us what's possible with glass. And thanks to our question asker, Melissa Henhill, who apparently had her finger on the pulse of what so many of us in Washington wanted to know. Recycling isn't a perfect system, like Jacob told us, but maybe part of the fix is pausing a second to figure out the best place to send the stuff we throw away, or even to think about what we're bringing home in the first place. So if you hear a grown woman ordering one jobo slice, but hold the pizza box, please, that'll be me, saving the planet one greasy bottom at a time. This show is produced by Daisy Rosario, Ponce Rutch, and me, Michaela LaFrac. Original music by Ben Privet. WAMU's general manager is JJ Yore. Andy McDaniel oversees all content. Jeffrey Katz is our news director. Want to learn more about the people and places you heard about in this episode? Head to wamu.org slash what's with to get all the details. While you're there, browse around. Our newsroom has answered a ton of questions from listeners, and the answers are all there. That's wamu.org slash what's with. New episodes of What's With Washington drop every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Michaela LaFrac.